Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living So Bar. Busy Living So Bar. Episode 185 with author Gary Chataway. What's up, Gary? How are you doing, young lady? I'm doing well. It's so nice to meet you. You too, Biz. You too. <laughs> How is it over there in the UK? Very muggy, actually. Very muggy. Really, really just stifling. We get, we get weird weather here. We get in between of everything and we've got heat, but there's no, it's like, it sucks the life out of you, you know? It's just muggy and horrible. We need some rain to wash it all away. Yes. See, it rains here in Florida every day. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't know what to make of Florida. It's, that's quite, an, it's quite a crazy place, isn't it? It is a crazy place. Yeah. You get alligators down there as well, didn't you? There's alligators. Not where I am, but they're on the other side. All right. Yeah. And, and Disney. You've got Disney World in Florida, haven't you? Disney World is in Florida. Okay. I've only been there once. I was six. What about Cape Canaveral? Is that there as well? It is. That's cool. That's good. I'm doing all right here, girl. I'm doing all right. Oh, you are! <laughs> and you live in where Big Ben is. Yes. And the Queen. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not really into all the royalty stuff, but yeah, she's here somewhere. She's there. And so is William and Kate. Yeah, they're there somewhere as well. Yeah. But one of them already left, right? Huh? <laughs> one left. Yeah, yeah, we got them. And with Boris, we've got a right old lot here at the moment, haven't we? But I suppose you're fairly no better over there. You've got Trump all kicking off, haven't you? He's all over the place at the moment. It's, what you know. What is all that? How did it get to that point? How? I don't know, but I feel like that now that we're having this pandemic, it's like time out land. I call it time out land. Oh, do you know he visited, he visited a factory the other day with face mask factory. He didn't wear a face mask and had to, had to get rid of the whole day's production because he wasn't wearing a face mask. Can you believe that? Since it's crazy. But we don't go to politics, but we're going to talk. Have you been locked in? No, I've worked every single day. I do gas engine. I'm a gas engineer. Wow. And so we got, well, some of what we have to do is legal. So we have to do documents on, on boilers. And I've worked through every single day of it. Wow. It's been, yeah. It's been pretty crazy. Driving through central London and not having a soul anywhere is like being in a film. It's really weird. Um, wow. Yeah. No one's out, well, everyone's out and about now. But yeah, for about for about a month and a half, it was like, um, like a zombie movie. It was really weird. <laughs> Like you were in Harry Potter and you're running through, you're running through the streets. I don't know if you've been Bethnal Green before, but like that's quite a crazy part of town. And I remember driving through that and there was not a soul around. Normally Bethnal Green, you cannot walk through Bethnal Green because there's just so many people there. Oh. Strange. It's strange times. So yeah. tell us this. When did you embark on this journey and realize that you and uh, alcohol no longer got along? Oh, God. Blimey, long, long time ago. I've got it pointed out to me by my girlfriend, actually. Well, I say my fiance now. Congratulations. This, yeah, for, oh, I've been a fiance for a while, but yeah, we're cool. We're cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she pointed it out to me years ago, and I didn't, I, I didn't take it in for about another six months. So it was a really slow coming together of like kind of piecing it. Uh, am I, am I not? You know, it's like you, alcoholic. I mean, I still can't believe I'm even saying them words. I can't believe I can't, I can't I can't believe I can't drink alcohol. It's just insane. Isn't it crazy? But it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. And for the first year of like when I really getting it together, that was getting my head around. That was a bit of a that was a struggle. Because as you were saying before we spoke, it was that whole you mourned, didn't you? I was I was in mourning for about six months, 
And then I got hit by post-acute withdrawal like a train. Depression, anxiety, uh, everything all over the place. I didn't, and I didn't know nothing about all this stuff. I just thought you stop and everything will get better. And the clouds <laughs> will part and it wasn't like that. It was post-acute withdrawal absolutely kicked me up the arse. And uh, only now, really, am I get my head around it. But I've learned a lot along the way about supplements and, and ways to like, handle yourself. But I didn't, I've never been depressed before, so I didn't know how to handle it. And I remember sitting down one night just talking to Lisa, my behalf, and I was like, I'm having these really weird thoughts. And I was like, they're not like, murdering thoughts, but they're just odd. And then that would pass after a couple of weeks, and you get the anxieties coming in, which were so draining. So, yeah, it's, it's been a long old journey getting to this point. But, you know, I'm finally at a stage now. Even though funny, I had a trigger today, funny enough, actually. Um, but, um, yeah, they're few and far between now. And I can't, I've got a handle of it. But it's been a long old journey to get to this point. And it might always, it's like, for me, I feel like it's always a journey, right? Because you deal with yeah. things in life that you, for one, that you normally would have been like, oh, my God, give me a drink. Especially during this time, right? Of uncertainty. You know what screws me? Like when I was telling you like, today, I've got some good news there about a job that I couldn't, I kind of can take if I want. It's a good job, and but I'm not going to because I'm doing other stuff now. I'm doing counselling and all the. I'm in a different place now, but I got excited about it and I thought I've got to make a decision here, just pure by chance. And I straight away I was thinking, I need to sit in a pub, I need to have a beer, I need to think about this. Why I've got to have a beer to think about it, I don't know. But then I thought myself, it wouldn't be that beer, would it? Because I'd have that beer, I'd get the buzz, then I'll go over the road and I'll get half a bottle of vodka and I'll tip half that bottle of vodka into a bottle of Coke and then I'll, I'll keep that and then sip the neat vodka. On the way home driving, by the way, by now I'd be getting bang on Coke. I mean, that is it. I mean, then 30 seconds. And, and, but now you, I can look at it from a distance. Before, I couldn't and I was in it. But the happy, what I'm saying is about the, the trigger today, it was a happy one. And they're lethal. So it wasn't, it was a good experience. It was like, I'm excited. And because I was excited, it triggered me. Right. So sneaky, Biz. So sneaky. It is, you have to be diligent about it. So tell us oh. this. So when you, when you, was it like explosion at the end? Or what was it like when you, were, when, when you decided that you guys had to break up? Was it something traumatic? What, between me and the alcohol breakup? Yeah, you and alcohol. Lovely way of putting it. Um, it was it was a slow burner, Biz. Really, I mean, I say to people now, I was drinking a bottle of half a vodka a day, and people are like flabbergasted. But do you know what? It was such a slow process building up to that that I didn't notice the change, and you don't. And in, in the final few months, it just accelerated. It shot up through the roof, um, and I didn't see it coming. Tell the truth, and it was just it was just a slow process. I had one really crazy night where I got angry drunk. I never get angry drunk. I'm quite a cool drunk. In fact, you wouldn't, people didn't even know when I was drunk. And then one night I got angry. And um, I said about it before to other people, angry, uh, angry drunk is dangerous. Because that's just the different. I mean, then that night, because uh, I used to get so wide, I used to do a lot of coke because I had to calm down. And that night I wasn't touching the sides. And I remember laying on the floor and I was just fist clenched and I was just raging. And I think anything could have happened that night. So I was, from that night on, I, the next day I went to work, I come home because I was so bad. I was frying up everywhere. I couldn't, couldn't speak to people, whatever. Now that was about, that was about four years ago. So, so since then, that was my worst moment, but it's still taken until now to be not free, but I can live, you know, I can walk around with money in my pocket again. I couldn't do that. I couldn't have credit cards on me. Nothing. It was nightmare, nightmare. 
It's really hard how much alcohol really takes control of your life. Like it literally becomes the God, right? Like it's what it, it determines everything. It's crazy. I dreamed about it. I woke up, I wake up here craving about it. I'll be drinking at six in the morning on the way to work. I'd have a quarter bottle by nine o'clock and that would only just about level me out to get me started. And, but and you look, I think back now, I think how God's earth did it get to that? I mean, that is shocking. And how I thought afforded it, I'll never know. I mean, financially, I got through it, and I, I don't know how. I really, really don't know how. And, even now, and you know what, Biz? I'm walking around now, and I see these places that I was in at the time, and, and, and I remember stumbling around in that Tesco's or whatever, and it's like awful, awful memories. Terrible. So tell me this, because we were talking about this beforehand. Now, how do you, what do you, what did you go and find a 12-step room? Because we know that we have, they have them all over the world. So did you go to a 12-step meeting? Yeah, I got, I done a job one day for a really nice bloke and he had the serenity prayer on his wall. Now, in, in between periods when I wasn't flying without a cape, I tried to find out what was going on with me. because I, I didn't understand it. And I, I'd heard about the, I knew about AA, everyone knows about AA. And uh, I knew about the serenity prayer. And this geezer had it on, on a wall. Like, and I said to him, that's a serenity prayer. Turns out he was quite a big, like a high up member within the AA in, in his area. And he recognized straight away. He said, come with me to meet him. And, you know, it'd be cool. Everyone's cool. And I went there. And like you were saying off air, like it's quite an intense time. I mean, you're already really, I mean, I was paranoid anyway about life. And I was screwed up. Didn't know, I wasn't drinking as well because I had no money on me. Went to this meeting. And it just didn't really happen. I don't know why. It never, ever, I, the whole time I was there, it might, it might work now if I went back to them, but the state I was in then, it just didn't sit. And, um, and it didn't work out. Met really cool people. People were showering me with phone numbers, which was fantastic. And call me when you want. I mean, I couldn't ask for more. And some of the stories of them people, oh my God, I thought I was bad. Oh, I mean, hardcore. Yeah. Um, and I went to a couple more of them and it didn't work. So then I was just, uh, tell the truth, I was panicking at that point because I thought, I don't know what to do. You don't, what'd you do? And um, I just got lucky really about finding out about how to tackle cravings. That's what's done for me. Otherwise, I don't know what would be happening now. So can we talk about also that you used to be a musician? You're a jazz musician. Are you still a jazz musician? I was um, blues. I was like, and oh, blues, sorry. Uh, is my idol. I was a blues guitar player um, and I used to tour around. I've done tours around Europe and all the clubs in Soho, London. I've done all that. Um, and so you're kind of around all that drink and drugs and all that kind of stuff anyway. It's not that glamorous though, but because I've got OCD, I was, I'm the kind of dude that practice six hours a day. So I got really fucking good, man. But, um, but doing that, and then if you're in a good band, you need to be rehearsing at least three times a week. So you're doing that as well. And you're touring, and you're working. So a lot of lot goes into that, you know, for 45 minutes on stage. But good times, you know, good times. But ironically, when I stopped doing that, because I, I reached a point in life where I, did, I felt too old. I couldn't do everything. And when I stopped playing that guitar, it seems like that's when everything seemed to escalate, drink-wise. Yeah. Because you didn't right. have that outlet anymore. Because it's creative, right? I mean, Massive. it's so creative going like, like stringy. I mean, I'm sure and writing music and all that. Yeah, it is. It's intense. It's an intense process. The thing with musicians is it's different to all other artists. We haven't got a canvas. So you're just using visible, you're putting ideas out into visible, nothing to like look at it and test it. And it's a different ball game being a musician. It's the most, it's a pure art form. 
And, um, but ironically, music's a really good therapy for me as well. If I want to kill a craving, sometimes if they're not a strong one, if I put on some really good music, like, and I really want to hear that song at that time, that can pull me out of a craving. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Oh, music is huge. And another thing that you mentioned actually to me, not today, but in an email you sent me, you said writing was huge for you. Like starting to write everything down really helped you. I love that. That journaling is so amazing, isn't it? No way, because it wasn't so much journaling. My first book, The Actual Human Glitch, I suppose it's, it's not really a journal. It's just, I would just, I don't know why I haven't started writing really. I mean, I, was, I did in the middle of when I was drinking. I just wrote, I originally wrote a book on idioms, like funny phrases that we've got <laughs> and why we say them. And uh, that was just a test run really. I've done all this in the midst of drinking as well. I don't know how. And then I finally got serious about it. And then I started writing about, like, say, like the human glitch, my book I got at the moment. That's just a day in the life of me. It's a short book. It's only 11,000 words. And it's just a day in the life of me. And I think that definitely helped. Lisa, my wife, said it definitely helped. But, like, my new book, I'm not, I bought one now, 220,000 words into it, first draft. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that is a massive jump up from my last book, 11,000 words. So when you get stuck into something like that, you haven't got time to be getting on it. I haven't got time for to even think about it now, which is a good thing. You know, it's but like, journaling, it's... what goes on about journaling as well? I should have done that. And so you balance your life today because it sounds like you're really busy with your job job. Like what you, what pays the bills, right? I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then you obviously spend time with Lisa and yeah, then yeah, yeah. you write your book. Then you're, then you're writing your book. And what else do you do creatively to keep your, yourself busy and out of here so you aren't craving? I can't. After I do, like at the moment, I'm rereading through them words. And at the moment, it's 220,000 words of mush. I mean, there's stuff all over the shop. You were writing a book, and you've got to make, you've got to make um, it's chaos. And you've got to make sense of that chaos. And it's, it's tough going, man. So I'm halfway from rereading through that. Now, if you do that for two hours, I can't even think straight after that. It's like, because it's, it's forced reading. You're not reading it for pleasure so much because you're always switched on. You're going for every single word and thinking about where can I move it? What can I do with that? That takes up a lot of brain power. At the beginning, you've got to be careful because if you get too tired, that can really, you probably know, that can really get me, that got me triggered, being tired. Lethal. Lethal. If I get a bad night's sleep now, I have to really be careful. I don't know why, because it wasn't like that before. So I've got to keep my eye on that. But writing... What I'm writing now, that's more than enough creativity for me. I can't even, I get asked to play bands quite a lot still, but I've really got it in me to do both at once, you know. I'm 43 as well, blindly, you know. Oh my gosh. I would think that you'd want to go out because do you, now do you get tr tempted when you go into bars or do you stay out of the pubs? Excuse me, over here, their bars, over there, their pubs. Do you yeah, we feel. Get bars. We get bars. Do you mean to drink? When you get invited to go, like if you're going with your friends, do you ever get tempted? Like, oh my, or do you not go at all? I don't really go out like that anymore. I don't really, I can think of nothing worse now than going to a club. I, can, I can't stand fault of it. Um, I'm, I'm blessed because I can go and sit in a pub now if I want to, if I have a friend. And if they want to drink a beer, I'm cool with that. I can have a coffee, sparkling water, and it really doesn't bother me. And I'm so thankful for that because I can't imagine what that must be like, not being able to even go into them places. But, for music, I don't really, I haven't got that burning energy anymore to do it. I just don't, I've got guitars sitting behind me, but I just don't really, I've done it. I really did go for it and I've got really burnt out by it and I've kind of got a new vice, which is the writing now. So 
I'd rather just sit home at night working on that now. I've got, I've, honestly, I'm a recluse, man. <laughs> But it'll change. And that's the whole thing about the journey, right? Like you're not going to go and sell your guitars and be like, I'm never doing this again. No, no, no. It might come no. along. It might come along. It might but, come along. I'd right? love to do a blues album about alcoholism, like 12 songs about alcoholism, just in but with a one man blues guitar thing. But I've got to write them. So, but that's what that would be awesome. That maybe. would be awesome. And we yeah. were, you know, because there's so many people today. It's I don't want to say that it's in style, yeah. but it's definitely more and more people. And with Instagram, you see so many people. Like, people are like, I've got 54 days. I've got five days. I've got five years. I've got, you know, it's like, it's kind of in right now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's interesting. Like, it's funny because you become, it's like, we, you become a, a student of your, like, of a reflection. I did. I become a student of addiction. I really did, and I've studied it the arse off of it now. And um, and like you were saying about helping people, just if you help one person, and that's the kind of trip I'm on now, really as well. Just get books out there, get videos out there on Instagram, just with advice, shit that I didn't know. And like my recovery took nearly four, four and a half years to really get to this point. Saying four and a half years from being back in then, if I got three days together back to back, was a miracle. Five days was just off the radar, but to get to this point, I needed to learn so much information that I couldn't find. I had to learn the hard way, some of it from YouTube, ironically, I learned. So now I'm getting all that out to people. Like today I've done a video on Instagram about the, um, like the trigger, that, about being happy and excited can be a bad trigger. I didn't know that in the early days. And my first ever post, my first ever um, relapse would be because something of like that happened, where I got excited about, I was going, to some, going on holiday. I thought, you know what, fuck it, let's have a drink. Well, by the time I got to the holiday, our first three days was my first three days of not drinking. And I was in a deep depression. Everyone was drinking around me. And it was, and I fucked it up, Biz. So you learn, but I didn't know this stuff. So that's what, like, with you, I'm getting it all out there now just to help people, man. It's all you can well, do, isn't it? Well, I think when we have pity parties, that's what I call a pity party, right? We have these pity parties. <laughs> And everybody's like, okay, you're crying and you're acting like this. We're in a beautiful place. And there's yeah. the sea and there's the ocean. Oh, just everything. And you're like. It didn't matter, though. It didn't matter. It didn't. I, I, we were saying about the morning thing. I was, I was pissed off. Everyone could drink around me. I was felt teary now and again because my emotions were all over the shop. And when I'm, my body was trying to recalibrate itself. And I was saying to my niece, like, look, go ahead and drink. I mean, she don't get smashed. But I said, Cause don't not drink because of me, because I hate that. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Just do what you got to do. Don't worry about me. And, yeah, but you're right, the pity party. But it was, for them three days, it was like, oh, I just want to go home. <laughs> but then, then you've only got, what, like, like, four days left. And it's like, oh, man. So the one holiday year I and I screwed it up because I was a Wally. <laughs> 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 but I think what I love is that even though you picked up and you'd get four days, you'd get five days, you'd yeah. go, you had these plans, but you kept at it. Like it's the reality is, is that well, like either you're going to have to get sober, you're going to yeah. die, or you're going to have to be living in an institution, right? Yeah. yeah. The three options. That was my three options. Definitely. Definitely. And you know what? I was close to, to sexing myself at one point. It was oh. that. It was that bad. Because I, I didn't know what. I was just like, what the fuck? I mean, what the hell is going on, man? But you're right. It didn't get. It didn't get far from that. And ironically, with that post acute withdrawal, it started to get to that that territory again. 
because oh. I was mentally, I think they call it being, um, is it emotionally sober, sober emotionally? Uh, yeah, yeah, sober emotionally. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so you can do, like, get through all that point or whatever. But, um, no, you're right. They are the three options you've got open to you. Scary, isn't it? It is. And, but having those emotions and being able, like, I think, like, today, feeling that feeling you had today, like, oh, my gosh, I have an opportunity here that I was, like, I've dreamt of my whole life. Am I going to take it? Even though I'm on this one path, am I going to go and change this decision? And that yeah. can take somebody out, right? Mm. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. But you recognized it and you pulled yourself in and you're like, okay, no, I want to keep on this path and I'm just going to keep doing this. And if I have to go to that other thing one day, maybe it'll still be there. You never know. Yeah. Oh, and do you know what? Oh, all, all shit sorts itself out in the end, doesn't it? It all does. And we spend so much time worrying about intersequential rubbish that you ain't got to worry about. And I got really bad at it. And do you know what? I've, I've, I mean, I don't care now, man. I'm cool with everything now. Took a while to get to that point though. Oh, it does. It takes a while to, and what I describe that as is letting it go, right? Yeah, yeah. Like letting it go. If it's meant to be, it'll happen, right? Yeah, yeah. It's hard convincing people of that though sometimes. Oh, it is because as humans, and I think that that's the, the ironic thing with like time outland that we're living through this pandemic, right? We all had all these plans for like 2020 is going to be the best year ever. I'm going to just be kicking butt and all this great stuff. And we're all stuck in our houses looking at each other. I mean. We can't even do that properly in England. We can't do it properly here in England. We've had riots. We've had people doing illegal street parties. They've been clashing with the police. All you've got to do is sit at home, man. That's all you've got to do. Just sit at home. Can't do it. My dad said it perfectly. He said when it first started, it's like being at war, but without the bombs dropping. And it's so true. It like is. That, how it all, man. But it's kind of like, it's nice because for me, at least I'm like, I want to change some things in my life, right? Like there's some things that were going on that I wasn't crazy about, right? Oh, do you know what? I've done a video at the beginning of this and I said, I'll tell you what, if you want to stop drinking, now is the time that you do it. You can do it behind closed doors. No one's got to know about it. Perfect. And you're going to get a good two, three months run at it. And I hope people took that on board because I, I would have prayed for this the perfect opportunity to get sober. It is because, you know oh, cause I, I've heard of three people over there, three people that are based over in the UK that have actually died. And you know what, they didn't die of COVID. They died because they got drunk in their house. They were by themselves. One of them fell down the stairs. Oh. One hit the coffee table with their head. And the other one hit that, you know, on when you're at the fireplace, you know, the little apron around the, hit their head on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lethal, isn't it? It's lethal. And nobody thinks about it, right? No, no, you're right. But it's interesting. When it first kicked off here with that COVID, we only had a certain amount of shops that could be open for special things that you needed. And then about a week into it, I was driving around and they said, a newsflash, newsflash, the government has just added off licenses, our liquor stores, to this list of dedicated shops that can remain open. <laughs> How? Seriously. And you know why you, I reckon why they've done that? Just to keep people nice and sedated. Exactly. <laughs> and they get an income off the tax as well. It's right. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Because God forbid we have feelings. God forbid we have feelings, <laughs> right? God forbid we feel happy or we feel sad. 
You know, yeah. we got a drink. I'm so happy. We got a drink because I'm so sad. At least that was me. It didn't matter if it was happy or no, sad. No, it didn't matter no, if no. it was Monday or Tuesday or Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what was your chosen drink? What was your thing? I love the dirty martini, straight up Grey Goose, baby, with some olives. <laughs> I love it. And I'd have a couple of those, and then I was like, a, I had a, they say I had a wooden leg, you know, because then I'd drink that, then I'd drink some wine, then I'd drink some other stuff at the end of the night. Oh, my God. Craziness. But mm. it's kind of, you know, I'm here, I'm almost at 14 years, you know, 14 Why? years without a drink, which is, a, it seems like a long time, right? It's a long, <laughs> long time. And, uh, but I have to say that it's like one, it's still one day at a time for me. Like, it's just like I get up in the morning and I go, yeah, I'm not going to drink today. And for me, I use my higher power, which I call God, you know, and I know that a lot of people don't believe in God. And I think that's whatever it is. Works for you. Works for everybody. Like, I think we talked about this prior to taping, you know, how, you know, they think that one size fits all, like we're a bunch of robots or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen, is it? There's a lot of talk now, apparently, in the, in your part of the world about the secular movement of the AAs taking shape, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good move on their part, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's good to have both options available, but that's a good move because I, I, I'm amazed about the amount of time that gets wasted discussing the God element of AA. It amazes me, the energy that's wasted when you could be sorting other shit out of getting clean, but they're worrying about the God element. Take that out of it for some people and just get on with it, man. Exactly. That's what Busy Living Sober is all about. It's like, get busy living sober. Yesterday's gone, brother, and tomorrow's not here. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you live within these ears? That's the problem, right? It's right yeah. in here. The noise. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. The bloke at the first, that AA bloke, he said the battle's all here. That's where it's all at. I never forgot them words, and he's right. He's totally right. Just and takes a bit of training to get to there, you know what I mean? It does, and whatever works. And I love that you mentioned music because that's that is an amazing thing. Like if I'm not feeling great, you know, throw on some. You know, I am now. I'm going to date myself. You know, Duran Duran. I love Duran Duran. You know, to Kill is a great track. I love you to kill. Okay. So new romantics, and you're into new romantics. Yes, I love that stuff. I love. No, Adamant. Do you know Adamant? No, no. Do you know? Adamant, I, now I'm gonna have to look them. Now I'm gonna have to look them up. I've just been going to see all the '80s bands that it's like. Um, who did I just go? I've seen them like ten times. Um, oh my god, they sang on that Pretty in Pink album. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to tell you when it's over. But Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh really? They're, they know, were a punk band originally. They were I, punk. That's, I love them, but I put them on right now. If yeah. I'm feeling all jacked up in my head and I got right. stuff going around that doesn't make me happy, I throw an echo in the bunnyman and I'm like, whoa, life is good, right? Man, it picks you up, doesn't it? I get, you know what? I used to get a buzz off. For me, alcohol and music go together really well at the early stages because it picks you up. I still get that buzz off for a good song. Yeah. If I'm feeling it and I'll whack that song up, man, it, it would pick me up. And as I said earlier on, it kills cravings, man. Definitely. Oh, well, because you're not in here anymore, right? Yeah, you're right. moving to the beat. You're like, oh, I feel the beat. I hear the words. I changing love. State. Changing state. That's what that is called, isn't it? It is. It's changing the state. And I love that you were talking about writing a book, that, like writing music, like for 12 songs that had to do with it, because it gets you out of like, all right, I don't mm. want to sit here. Because I think as addicts, we tend to think about ourselves a lot. 
which can yeah. be really boring. Yeah, yeah, too da that's dangerous as well. It's, it's like, you've got no one to really argue with, neither. It's just you, and you can't. It's easy to give in to yourself all the time, isn't it? So it, easy. Oh, you can believe anything. Yeah, oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am really great. I'm so glad you reached out to me and I'm so glad you came on today. And I'm glad you're, I, I'm like, I'm so, look at you. You're like a total survivor. That grin is amazing. That beautiful smile. I am so happy for you and Lisa. I hope one day you do get a wedding date out there. Um, <laughs> and when your book's finished, will you come back with your next book? So well, yeah, I've got, I've got a long way to go. I reckon I've got another three years on it, but I'll get there. I'll get there, definitely. But yeah, I will do. I will do, Biz. And you take care as well, young lady. I will. And I'm going to put, can I put your Instagram, maybe you'll send me your Instagram link that I can put on here and your website and all that. And we'll share it with everybody that's listening so they can go and find you them on their own. How does that uh, sound? Yeah, cool. And I'll put you on, I'll, what I'll do is I'll throw you up on my Instagram page tonight as well, young lady. All right. All right. I love it. Thank you so, so much, Gary. It was so nice meeting you. Stay you safe in these crazy times. No problem. Stay in touch and we'll speak soon. All right. Definitely. And to everybody out there, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye.